This is a listener requested topic on weight stalls and I really appreciate the support that everyone gives me on the podcast. It is so reassuring and if you aren't already doing so, please feel free to follow me over on Instagram at The Bariatric Collective. I can't promise it'll be consistent, but I do my best. So feel free to let me know any topics that you'd like me to cover on the podcast because I'd love to hear from you. And now on to today's episode, which is on weight stalls. So weight stalls are very common after weight loss surgery. You cannot keep losing weight at the same rate forever. Often we only focus on those scales and what we can see, but we do not see the internal changes that are going on in our bodies. Today we will discuss what weight stalls are, and I'll reassure you first that they are normal and expected. I'll also go through what to do about them. So let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Soraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. First, let's define a weight stall, as it means different definitions to different people. I define a weight stall as a period of time where your weight hasn't shifted up or down for at least three weeks. After surgery, the body is adapting to a changed anatomy, which is your stomach and the intestines and the new diet and alternative ways of burning energy stores. The water weight is the first to go, which is why we often see that dramatic and drastic weight loss in those first few weeks. You definitely can't keep losing one kilo a day forever. So water first, then muscle, and then fat is the last to start being burnt. It is normal for the metabolism to slow down through these successive phases, which is what causes a stall. Now, if you're immediately post-op and you're going through a stall around the time that you change your diet modifications, like going from fluid to puree, puree to soft, soft to solid, or around that four to six week mark post-op, then it is completely normal. It's often a combination of you doing that pre-op diet and then taking somewhere about six six weeks or so to adapt to this new way of eating, which I've noticed peak around about that four weeks post-op, which is when we're moving on to soft foods. And for some, it might be when you're moving on to solid foods. Your body is taking the time to adapt to your new body habits, your diet, the anatomy. So it is normal for it to change and stall at that early point of the journey. You're not going to stop losing weight just yet. So other ways you could describe this is that your body has just lost a lot of weight and water and the body does need to take some time to metabolically adapt to those new hormones and the new anatomy that your body is going through. What you need to focus on is healing first and foremost and to be patient after the surgery, trust the process and focus on those key nutrient parameters that your dietitian or your surgery team would have gone through. Make sure you're eating enough protein or use the protein supplements to make sure you reach that protein target. Keep hydrated by using those electrolyte drinks and just sipping water throughout the day. And also gently move your body. We're not going for a gym challenge 
or a really strenuous exercise. It's literally just walking to get your body in a gentle, calm state so it can adapt to the new anatomy. So stalls around this initial time post-op, if that's where you're at, last about two weeks. But if you're ticking these boxes, just know that your body knows what it's doing and your weight will start losing again. Now, for those of you who are beyond the six-month post-op mark, this is how to manage a weight stall. First, I want you to know that you are not alone. Everyone hits a stall at some point, at which point we don't know. It's a good sign to see that the body is changing metabolically as what it effectively is doing is adjusting to that new weight. We've talked about in the podcast before about the set point theory, and it's basically the weight that your body wants to be at and wants to hold you at, which has changed after the surgery. So previously, you might have actually struggled to lose weight and your body would have loved to be 130 kilos forevermore. The surgery changes that by manipulating the gut hormones to then tell the brain that it wants to be a new weight, let's say 80 kilos. So you bunny hop all the way down to 80 kilos over 12 to 18 months, maybe longer. But over that time, your body does need to adjust to the new weight because you have lost a lot of weight. It needs to take time to adjust to your new diet, the anatomy and the hormonal internal messengers in the body that tell the body and the brain what's going on. I would also like to point out that if you are not taking measurements of your body, it is a good time to start. Sometimes you can change shape, but not necessarily change your actual physical weight. So having these measurements is a good way to reduce that anxiety or that feeling that nothing is happening. Other people like to take photos or they might like to do the body composition scans so they can see the fat loss decreasing and the muscle mass increasing. So to take a little bit of a step back with that metabolism, we all have something what's called a basal metabolic rate or how much energy the body needs to stay alive if I laid you in a bed all day and you did nothing. As you lose weight, your basal metabolic rate and the calories you burn at rest decreases. Over time, it changes and we can inadvertently eat more than we need to, especially as the time goes on. Now, our basal metabolic rate may decrease, but our food intake doesn't really adapt to that, especially if you go back to your old habits post-surgery. You definitely can't eat the same amount you did pre-op. Now, to be clear, the basal metabolic rate is not what you need to eat per day. So you'll see online it might be 1100 calories or 1300 calories That's not your total target because you need to add for the physical activity factor. Now, a dietitian can help you sort this out so and then figure out what you need to actually get yourself back on track. So it is quite easy to miscalculate that. So I wouldn't do that blinded if you don't know what you're doing. Now, there is a general online calculator that you can plug in some values and see what it spits out and it'll do the job. But again, individual device is much more important than just picking something off the internet. Now there are other reasons for plateaus after weight loss surgery which could include life stresses, increased alcohol intake, not being consistent with the dietary recommendations, poor sleep and a sedentary job or not being as active as you previously were. It can be discouraging when your weight hits a plateau after bariatric surgery. I would encourage you to not compare yourself to others. Everyone's body and journey is different. 
There are lots of factors that impact weight loss, such as total excess weight, age, gender, hormones, diet, and exercise. We have discussed the various reasons in episodes two to five, so I'd encourage you to head back to those episodes after this one to help you decide what is affecting your weight regain. Similarly, try not to be a slave to the scales. You might like to weigh yourself once a week or start focusing on non-scale victories we discussed earlier this month. Head back to measuring success without the scales after weight loss surgery to learn more. Other reasons why you might have stalled are stress, changes in sleep. We did discuss sleep in an episode earlier this year called Can Sleep Help Reverse Weight Regain After Bariatric Surgery? And a huge proponent of stools could be an inaccuracy in understanding what you are eating and how much you are eating. Writing it down does help. So here's what you can do to beat a stool. I've got quite a list, so you might want to grab a notebook. Number one, water. Stay hydrated. We need around about 30 mils per kilo of fluid per day, which, as I've mentioned before, does include food and water. So for most of the population... It's around 1,500 mils of water, and then the rest of the liquid comes from food. Number two, you knew I was going to say it, protein. It is important to eat enough protein after weight loss surgery. For post-op patients, ideally at least 80 grams is generally sufficient for most, but I would encourage you to individualize this with your surgery team. Remember, protein can keep you fuller for longer, help minimize carbohydrate cravings, and prevent and improve muscle mass. Number three is sleep. So aim for seven to nine hours of shut-eye per night. As discussed in that previous episode, sleep is really, really important for overall health. Like we don't know what really sleep does, but it does everything. So just sleep and it cannot be understated. Getting enough sleep will reduce your food cravings. It'll help you manage your stress during the day, which will then help you make better food choices. And it helps your body function more effectively. You won't get those dips of fatigue and then reach for a sugary snack to pick up your energy. Reduce stress. So reducing stress and especially that long-term stress causes an increase in cortisol in the body, which then negatively affects the metabolism, slows it down, increases inflammation and affects the immune system. High levels of cortisol can also contribute to weight gain around the abdomen. Tracking your diet is number five. So track everything you eat and drink. When speaking to a health professional, we do under-report around about 30 to 40% of what we actually ate because we forget. Not that you're lying or anything, it's just you genuinely forget. So I would encourage you to track your food at least for one whole week, including the weekends, to see the patterns of your eating and go back to previous episodes and see if you can apply some of those strategies we've already gone through to see what is causing that stall. I'd also encourage you to be mindful of old habits that are creeping back in. See, people who are doing really well post-op, I always encourage them to come back as soon as they see these old habits creeping back in because they can do a lot of damage in the long term. Are you stressed and reaching for alcohol to wind down? Are you snacking in the evening? Are you being sedentary and not doing your normal physical activity routine? All of these add up and old habits can affect your ability to lose weight and keep it off. Movement. So if you've lost weight, your muscle loss is going to be a given. 
However, keeping up that calorie expenditure by moving for ideally 60 minutes a day, I didn't make the rules. This is what's researched. 60 minutes a day post-bariatric surgery will prevent weight regain, especially if you introduce two to three sessions of that strength or resistance training a week to build and maintain muscle mass. Don't shoot the messenger. You can break that up over the entire day, but the studies show that people who engaged in that level of activity did keep the weight off long-term. The next one to look at is alcohol. So weight stalls and alcohol typically go hand in hand because alcohol is high in energy and we are not even counting the mixes that go with it. So if you are struggling with alcohol, I would encourage you to reach out for support and even consider listening to the episode we did last week on transfer addiction. Alcohol will increase the risk of weight gain and weight stalls. So this would be something to look at when you do your food diary. The final place to address or manage the weight stall is to look at the types of carbohydrates you are eating. Try to pick more higher fiber, whole grain, wholemeal options rather than white refined carbohydrates like chips, crackers without protein, popcorn, biscuits, lollies, etc. All of these are slider foods which will slide down through the pouch, leave you feeling hungry because your tummy's still empty. So pick higher fiber foods where you can. Now, there's a lot to think about from today's episode, but if you stay consistent to the process, your body will adapt metabolically and you will see changes in your body shape and weight over time. If your stool lasts more than six weeks, I would get in contact with your health professional for further advice. Please do not be alarmed if you hit a stool. Remember, it's a sign of your body adapting. Remind yourself every day of what you've accomplished and celebrate your successes. Be mentally prepared for weight loss plateaus and give your body a chance to readjust to the drastic changes it's undergoing. Try not to be demotivated by the lack of weight loss and return to those unhealthy habits or negative thinking. Be consistent with the new lifestyle and diet as you keep pushing to get out of that stall. Weight loss surgery is a massive transformation and it's only natural that you're going to have highs and lows throughout the journey. Just need to ride through the wave. So good luck if you need additional support on learning about nutrition after bariatric surgery. I have a completely self-paced course that you can join anytime. So if you'd like to know more about what to do to break a stall or the weight regain, head to the notes section of your podcast player to learn more. That's it for today and I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au and reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.